Hello, and welcome to another podcast, Chicago Beer Geeks. This is episode number three. I am Dan. Mez. I'm Nick. I'm Bob. Bobby. Bob is here filling in for Allie. Yeah. She couldn't make it today. And uh, this is his place. We've been filming that the last three. I'm so. normally off the side opening beers. Feel free to get close to them. But yeah, sure. I will, uh, I will do that on camera this time. I love the opener, too. It's, it's a fantastic <laughs> beer bottle opener. Yes. This was a gift from a friend. Uh, ordered it from a place called Blood Bath & Beyond. So... <laughs> Excellent. Fantastic. What is this that we're drinking right now to start off with? Mm-hmm. I forget what this is. Uh, Pipeworks Attack of the Devil's Lettuce. We, uh, you know, start with something with a little bit of coffee in it. It's an IPA with coffee. Coffee, uh, coffee. Got to be awake. It so. is tasty. So, last time, if you watched our episode two, we were talking quite a bit about Darkness Day, and since then, uh, Bob and myself went to Darkness Day this year, which was phenomenal. We headed out there. We had our canopy set up had the chicago beer geeks banner a lot of people came by to share beers with us this year's darkness is definitely better than last year's the beer itself thank you for offering me lots of beers i know i didn't turn any of you down i <laughs> probably drank a little too much on that one but yes and we did find out enjoyable. some people uh that we met out there have seen our podcast so keep watching um again if you're listening to us on itunes um I'd say check out the video on YouTube, youtube.com slash Chicago Beer Geeks. Uh, we have podcasts. We have a couple other random things out there. We also have uh, a lost episode of our um, head-to-head, which we found, which we did with... Um, oh, with uh, Marty Natchel. Marty Natchel. Uh, Marty Natchel of the, uh, well, Beer for Dummies uh, College of DuPage, where apparently you can get a certificate in, uh, in beer. Yeah, so uh, he teaches continuing education classes at COD. Excellent. So, yeah, we have lost episode where we did a comparison and some episodes before that are on there. Those have really horrible sounds, so please deal with it if you're watching those. Um, of course, I don't. Oh, I do have a class for this. What is this we're, we're handing out already, Bob? So, figured today we're going to talk over some Chicago beers. Uh, and to start, uh, we're Revolution just recently released their Batch 1000. They had a nice release party at the brewery. They had six different variants, two of which they actually bottled, the Markland and the Helluland. first one we're opening up is the Markland uh, with uh, cacao and vanilla, Excellent. bourbon barrel, brown Excellent. ale. So, yeah. Yeah. Next one will be the Helluland, which is with orange zest. So, orange, I, I like orange. Anything orange is usually tasty. Orange slices. Yep. Real orange fake orange whatever but yeah darkness day was great we had a lot of people give us beers um the only downside to it is we did have some of our beers stolen as we slept overnight amateur mistake on our part yeah. you, you would not yeah. uh expect it uh it, it's been reported in years before it would have been easy to prevent but uh yeah so, so we, when we slept the cooler was out pretty much they went at the cooler and just grabbed everything with wax yeah um one of them being a barrel aged darkness one of them being Barrel-Aged Abyss. 2014 Darkness, a Behemoth. Yeah, yeah. Abyss. Um, I forget, there was one or two others. I thought It, it was, was the years. Cognac Abyss, 2015 Darkness, 2014 Dark, 2015 Barrel-Aged Darkness, 2014 Darkness, and Behemoth, yeah. 2016 Behemoth. I'm sure you guys assumed that you just would have drank them all the night before, right? Uh, that's yeah. that's yeah. what, I mean, that's the amateur mistake. We should yeah. have drank them the night before, yeah. and someone was like, I mean, we did why didn't you drink these? We had some Cana- crazy Canadians come by. Winnipeg, some great all from Winnipeg, representing. I had never even heard of before. Yeah, I had one, uh, a chocolate stout named, I think it was Mephisto, 
something like that. Just, uh, Thor's hammer. Or yeah. was, I forget what all of them were. Introduced a new game called uh, Hammerschlagen. Hammerschlagen. <laughs> um, the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Yes. Everybody was playing it. You have to... Uh, yeah. Well, it was tree stumps. So there's basically there's tree stumps and... Um, you know, I guess you could use a block of wood, but it's not as Northwoods Canadian. Yeah, <laughs> so people brought gigantic, like, 150-pound tree stumps. And you put a nail in, and you go around in first person to hammer their nail all the way in wins. If you knock your nail out of, out of alignment, you got to use your turn to straighten it. Um, but needless to say, slow and steady win the race, so I lost every every round of that, but it was enjoyable. You were pretty um, toasty by that time, too. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and we did have Omar, um, the owner of Surly. He came by, saw our canopy with the Chicago Beer Geeks, said hi to us, chatted for a little bit. So if Omar happens to see this, thanks for stopping by, Omar. Uh, we love your beer. Um a few other things happened with Surly recently that there's rumors out there. I mean, Todd, the head brewer. Oh, that's not a rumor. That's not a rumor. But the next thing is, so there's rumors that they might be selling. Yeah. Um, hopefully that's not true. Uh, but yeah, Todd has gone to Three Floyds. So have you heard anything on this front, Nick, besides what's been out there? Um, no. But I guess that's, you know, that's to be expected, right? Like they moved into this destination brewery in Minneapolis proper, right? They're in cans. You know, they, they've got a huge following. Um, it kind of makes sense. You either a lot of people grow just to sell. That's what uh, yeah. the the crew out in California that sold to, to Goose Island. That's what they did. They built it up with the intention of selling. So yeah, I mean it kind of makes sense. You know. Yeah. Hopefully, I mean there, there's all the rumors after the one picture that Omar posted. Golden Road. That's what the crew on Twitter um, about you know people are thinking that they're going to sell the Miller. So hopefully they don't because I mean although it could be something where if they sell out they just still run it as completely independent kind of like. Goose Island has where they've taken a lot of the Goose Island beers that are their generics and kind of pawn those off. Would you still drink their beer if they sold? If they still made the same beer and a good quality, I think I would. I mean, I still drink Goose Island, um, Bourbon County, and stuff like that. The the, the better beers. Well, you, and you got a Goose Island Clybourne still does some amazing, amazing stuff. Yep. Um, you know, and you just hope that there, whoever's left there, still has the freedom and capacity to to still be able to do those type of experimental um beers yeah that beers yeah, yeah. <laughs> beers <laughs> what's scale, what's the name of this again on the scale that you can get it out so, to a, a, a decent number of people though too yeah. instead of just having a very small that's yeah key. it's definitely key getting the beers out to the market and that's obviously that's one of the big reasons they they would sell is they want their beer in a bigger market Safety also, I'm sure they get offered a ton of cash. <laughs> I mean, somebody rolls up with, um, you know, rolls the uh, the Brinks truck up. You know, your objectivity kind of goes to the side. <laughs> yeah. You know, what, what do you do when somebody offers you, like, with Goose, it was $40 million. Or or in the case of Ballast Point, it was uh, the Billionaire Boys Club. They offered them a billion dollars for what started as a homebrew shop, you know. Yeah. yeah and that's how Surly started, too, as a homebrew as well. Yeah. So, um, this revolution is phenomenal. So, yeah, nice. I, I figured that's why I opened another one. I figured we needed to do the side-by-side <laughs> -side comparison. This is the the Helioland with the orange zest. So, I was like, that that was too delicious. It's already so, gone? Oh, man. That's no, we're not done with the Markland. Uh, so, the uh, orange is very prominent. Wow. Over-the-top orange. It smells great. It yeah. does smell delicious. Mm. So these were named after like um, some explorer that oh, ended wow. up in, around oh. the year 1000 travel here or something like that? 
Hmm. I want to say I like the orange better. Yeah, this yeah. this I uh, just love orange. I bought fewer of the orange bottles of the Helioland just because I didn't think it would age as well. But now that I uh, have it, <laughs> took a sip of this. Wow, it is. I mean, they're both phenomenal. Yeah, but the the first one actually kind of almost reminds me a little more of a barley wine taste. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not a, mm-hmm. not a barley wine. Obviously, it's it's the bourbon that's kind of coming in there and giving that strong flavor. This orange one reminds me of uh, Grand Marnier. There you <laughs> go. Yeah, it's yeah. nice. Solid, great. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's that's Darkness Day this year, and there's also no expectations of one next year. But apparently, Omar yeah. says that every year. So we'll have to wait and see till next. Well, year. Well, I'd say the past two years. Yeah, that so it's the last years year. Yeah. It, or said that I think. I read something that he wants to have it at the brewery, it's the destination brewery, the brew pub and everything, and unfortunately the laws won't allow it right now. They so. did get one law changed already, so yeah, that's is the, there a Surly Law Part 2? Who knows, but yeah. until then there probably would not be another Darkness Day. Yeah, so. Did you guys make it to any other breweries or Darkness was it? Darkness was, was it. Yeah, we basically, we camped out there. We got there about 5 o'clock, mm-hmm. um, so about an hour after they started letting people in and just camped the entire night. And it was that's that's really camp drink, you camped know. and drank, whatever. That's that's the main appeal to it, I think. Yeah. The next day when you go and you get to have all their beers, um, cherry on top. The, it's no, great, but yeah. If you go to their actual destination brew pub, there will be more beers on tap than there are at the actual Darkness Day event. Yeah, the the entire draw is the bottle share and the atmosphere of the, the night before and hang, yeah, hanging out and meeting people. Although, I will say we've had some fair share of meeting some interesting people that you might not have wanted to hang out with. Oh, yes. But at the time that the three of us went. Yeah. But some great stories yeah. nonetheless, I exactly. must say. So, so all in all. There were some crazy, some crazy lady that Nick got us next to in Oh, line. that's right. The one she was going to pay for her child's um, college funding mm-hmm. through the, the, the bottles. Exactly. I don't know how that's... If you're out there, I would yeah. really love to know how that investment strategy is going. If you can, <laughs> that's an update. Better than a 401k, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, oh, this Revolution is awesome. Revolution, probably, it, it is my favorite Chicago brewery, without a doubt. Um, I don't know where it stacks up in your Chicago brewery list, uh, but it's my number one for sure. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm a Finch guy myself. No, I'm <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Although, it's a small table here, Nick. <laughs> I can only hold them off for so long. Finch did have a solid sour at the Beer Hoptacular. Yeah. Did well, like that. Yeah, Hoptacular was just last weekend, was it? Beer Hoptacular? That was last weekend. And that was skipped uh, skip the year, right? Yeah, so they apparently, um, the first five were with uh, Jam Productions, and then it took a year off. Jam Productions sold the rights to Lou Dog Events. Uh, Lou Dog's a crew that does uh, Chicago Ale Fest, uh, Brewers Eve, um, Naperville Ale Fest. That crew. Yeah, Jam Productions actually had a lot of backlash from artists and uh, people in the industry that the the music industry recently, local at least, because of the way they treat their their uh, their crew, the the stage crew. I second that. So I I'm fully behind the stagehand crew, as a lot of people in the industry is. So as as you know, if I if you read any of my stuff on, sometimes I mention that I DJ. And also do some band promotion. So I know Jam Productions. They've always put on. They put on a lot of great shows. But I know they had. I don't know. Do you know what happened to that? Did ever anything ever come of that? Not that I'm aware of. Yeah. So just. Uh, huh. So it's good to see it in different hands. I think yeah. personally. Uh, 
because Lou Dog, don't, they're specifically in the beer as well. Yeah, I think he's. Uh, I think Josh is like a retired banker. Yeah, his wife actually teaches at College of DuPage. That's how they made the connection with Marty, cool. so that they could teach the uh, the adult courses out there for beer certificate of beer. Yeah. So what you guys? You guys went to that, both of you. I went to that. I was there from nine to noon. I was doing. I did the uh, homebrew piece. I was one of the homebrew judges. But then I left at noon, so I didn't get to hang out, which kind of bummed me out. I arrived at one, left I think around five. Do you um, remember it? I don't remember leaving. <laughs> <laughs> which is in part how I think, so, I think that's in part how our website started because we yeah. go to these parties and we wouldn't remember. It shit. was supposed to be 20, 20 beers, <laughs> and there was only one person that actually marked the badge, and that was when I got this like Scotch beer mixed drink. And that was the only mark, but otherwise it was it was pretty much unlimited beer. Um, it may, may or may not have had a few too many, but um, for the most part, Maybe. you know, there there was solid representation of a lot of breweries there. But I would say the offerings there, you know, one of the worst that comes to mind. Um, Sam Adams was there with their Boston Lager and their Winter Lager. Whoopty frickin' do. Yeah. You know, um, they're like even Founders, and I absolutely love Founders, and they're two really solid beers, but like the festival aspect of it, you want more variety. You want to try something new, and they were there with their breakfast out in PC Pills. Um, you know, now Cahoots, they were there with Warm Fuzzy, which was like, uh, I w- it was almost like a barley wine and maple syrup and something Cahoots. else. There, Cahoots Brewery. There, uh, there were some those. unique That's things really there. Um, there, there were some solid, uh, I said Finch had a good sour that was there, um, but for the most part, it, it was a mass gathering of common beers, um, and I, I would have liked to have seen a little more variety. That are the smaller festivals kind of are, so I would have expected more from Beer Hoptacular, meaning that they kind of started up originally when... The craft beer craze kind of started hitting Chicago pretty good. Uh, they weren't far behind, so yeah. I would have expected a little more from them. Lot- I know there's a lot of generic festivals out there that are specifically just a mass gathering yeah. of beers and enter all the standards. Yeah, for the most part, everybody had to. There were a couple that would tap special things like Pipeworks, and I was really kind of upset that I wasn't in uh, the second group. I was part of the first one for that day because they were tapping their double creature feature, the collaboration with Toppling Goliath in the afternoon. I didn't get to try it, but that would have been pretty awesome. The uh, um, Lagunitas, I'd say, had the biggest representation in back. Um, they had, I think, probably about 10 beers, and they had some pretty solid ones there that are not normally available. I noticed um, all the glassware was branded with Lagunitas, yeah. and so were the... Uh, the the lanyards they gave me. I, I may or may not have dropped mine on the way home, but yeah. um. <laughs> I know some people were a little weirded out, like pouring their beer. They're like, "Oh, great! I got to pour my beer that is not a Lagunitas beer into this Lagunitas glass." Yeah, they weren't happy about that, and you'll see that with nonprofit events sometimes. But for a for-profit event, you know, it's not typical. Well, I've, I've seen it with, uh, I think, the Naperville Air Fe- um, beer Ale Fest or Naperville Ale- Air. Fe- I'm you had too much to drink. The Naperville. Ale fest, <laughs> the beer fest. Yes, pour me more beer. Um, they do the lanyards, so their lanyards are sp- have a sponsor on them. So there'll be some brewery, but they don't do it for the glasses they give you. Yeah, um, which I think is a better way because I, I could definitely see a brewer um, that's there for the festival not wanting to have somebody else's brewery name, even though 
you know, most of these breweries, they all get thing, along yeah. fine. You know, it's not a big thing. What do you think of the homebrews part of it, Nick? You know, it was cool. I think um, I was surprised at the sheer number of homebrews in the area. Apparently, there are 19 different homebrew groups, you know, which I, I wasn't aware of. I think the top three were um, a crew called Abnormal, uh, Abnormal 19. There was Pale. And then there was Chaos. So uh, they all got the same kit. I think the three we picked, um, no particular order. One was a uh, uh, Blood blood Orange and Grapefruit uh, Rattler. One was a Scottish Export. And one was an American Pale Ale. They were all really nicely done. Uh, there were some that, you know, we had inconsistency. We didn't all agree on. For example, like there was a, uh, a Hellas with honey that some of us liked. Some of us thought was just undercarbonated. There was a uh, there was a Sweet Potato Maple Porter that, that hmm. half the group got excited about. The other half was like... Yeah, but is it as good as this dry hop sour? The only ones we consistently agreed on were those three. Mm. I was surprised by the Rattler because you can go, if you put blood orange and grapefruit in a Rattler, you can lose balance quick. You know, oh, grapefruit yeah. can be really tart. Yep. So, but it was really well done. You could, you could, you could taste like everything all at once, which was nice. So, so. I, I do got to add, I did uh, meet one of your homebrew tasting judge judge counterparts there as well gerald o'kennard from tastings.com extremely nice guy so just yeah, gotta he's super cool gotta give a shout out to him as well so uh there was uh steve hamburg with chicago beer society um there was a lady who's uh she's a cicerone she's a rep for bells then there's of course there's marty nachel and um and a couple of old school guys like uh bjcp guys there so that was cool they that what they did uh what josh did differently this year with the homebrew competition was that uh you get this loving cup you know that cup that's got two handles on it okay. and it'll travel every year so the homebrew club that wins it they get their name engraved and then whoever wins next year kind of stanley cup style uh each each club whoever wins it will get to keep it for a year that's cool that's cool so that's yeah. cool yeah i know josh is um josh does some pretty good events so excellent. cheers to those guys excellent and so the big event was just this past weekend we're filming this on Sunday, um, I don't even know what day it is. Play true. Well, it was this weekend. This weekend, this, weekend. this weekend was Fobab, and I know I didn't get a chance to go. I don't think Jason, you got a chance to go this year. Uh, but both you guys, Nick and yeah. Bob, you guys both hit up Fobab, um, which is probably, in my mind, the best event in Chicago all year. Yeah, um, I think um, I'm partial to beer under glass, just because I just I like being outdoors. I like the space, but definitely the most. Uh, the most anticipated, I would say, mm -hmm. is probably for that. Yeah, yeah and, and that's one that people bring out the absolute best. I mean, it's yeah. it's it was amazing. I, I want to say there was over ninety over ninety breweries, something like three hundred some odd unique beers there, and um, how many of very few of them have actually like seen bottles? Uh, so you get to try a lot of unique stuff. This was your first one, right? This was my first one. And you don't remember how you got home with that either? No, I remember coming home that <laughs> night. The night. I don't remember. Yet. Yesterday pretty much was didn't exist. Bob um, everything when he gets cherry popped, okay? So. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it, it, was, it was a good time. And speaking of which, I'm actually going to grab some new cups because we do have the one of the silver medal winners Ooh. from Half Acre, Oren. Uh, this was at Fobab, and they... Uh, Half Acre won a silver medal, so congratulations. There were a lot of a lot of Chicago breweries out that that, uh, that that won there. Um, so I'm gonna get some new glasses, and we will continue talking about Fobab. Yeah, uh, Dos Fedonia. Fobabs, uh, they've got nine categories: uh, silver medal, silver bronze, and gold. Eleven, eleven. Silver, uh, the three, the, the top three in each one. But then their best of show is weird because there's a best of show, and then there's a runner-up, and that's it. Hmm. Yeah. So I know uh, Dos Fedonia. Which was in rye barrels from Distill was uh, was runner up this year, and there's a brewery that I hadn't heard of before that was um, that took best in show this year. 
I'll pull that up while we're, while we're getting beer. Yeah, so what else? Um, what were some of your top ones at Fobat, Bob? Do you remember them? <laughs> I do, I do. Um, you know, for the most part, the... Well, Goose Island Clybourne, I, I did one of the first beers that I went to was uh, their ground control because I know they're releasing that uh, later this week uh, at the brewery. And they are um, now part of AB, aren't they? Well, there was a separate Goose Island uh, booth that actually had a pretty long line. I did get to try the 2014 Prop, 2016 Barley Wine, and um, the 2016 Coffee there. Um, but Clybourne which itself, all pretty I know solid. it wasn't originally part of the merger. Yeah. Or acquisition, but it became, I think it was last year. Uh, Listerman and Triple Digit Brew, uh, both from Cincinnati. Best in show for Chacao. There, there was a New Belgium sour there called, uh, it was like uh, Os- Oscar, uh, Oscar, O-S-K-A-R, um, that I thought was very, very, very solid. Uh, Jester King had some representation there that was very good as well in the sour category. Yeah, nice. um, uh, the Revolution Smoked, which also... I believe it was a bronze that that one won. Uh, was really good. Um, I thought you didn't like smoked beers. That's it's good beer. It's good <laughs> beer. I didn't think it was too smoky. Um, oh, I there there's there's one smoked beer that I don't like, um, which I won't name. But the <laughs> it was smoke in the name. Spawn on twenty six. Smoke is the name, but I won't say. <laughs> <who makes it>. <laughs> <laughs> So, but I'll, uh, you know, I, I'll try other smoked beers. Um, what, what were you just saying, Nick? I oh, Jester King Spawn 2016 was the beer that they brought in bottles that people went nuts over. Duck Duck Goes from um, from Lost Abbey. People mm-hmm. were excited about that. I will say, speaking of unique beers to be brought, so Half Acre brought their Barrel Age Benthic there, which I thought was amazing. First time I had that was actually at a bar in Denver during the Great American Beer Fest weekend called Tap and Handle, or Fort Collins, I should say, is where it was. Um, thought it was amazing. It was going to be at Beer Hoptacular. And first session officially started at 1. I went there at one ten, and it was already out. So, you know, I was extremely disappointed. I didn't get to try it again. Uh, but they did have it at Full Bab. Absolutely amazing. Coconut coffee mm. flavor to it. Um, Goose Island... Uh, Clybourne also had Impervious, which I would say is a lot like Bourbon County. Um, I think that won a medal as well. Um, the, the, there were so so many solid beers. I tried a lot of them. Um, Fobab's a wild party, man, because like yeah. on uh, any given night, if you go to a bar, you know, this is a room full of beers that if you're at a bar, that was the first beer you would get. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's kind of weird from yeah. that standpoint. Yeah, because you have no idea what what do you want first or what do you want to try. Yeah, I. Did get to try uh, the chocolate multi balls too, which is being released Ooh. on the nineteenth. And really? that oh yeah, that's next very Saturday. chocolatey. It's really good. Really good. That's tight head out of Mundelein. Yeah, um, my hometown actually, um, where I grew up. So, and we're gonna be. They have a party next next Saturday at noon, um, and we're gonna hit up there and get some bottles of that. Damn straight. Shout out to Travis Kick up there. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, another one. I mean, there's a lot of the beers. I should say they weren't bottled. Or you haven't seen them bottled, but they're about to be bottled. Yeah. So like Lake Effect, they had their Super Shake there as well. I thought that was that was pretty solid. Um, 
if you haven't, I absolutely love the label, the label for it. It looks like a collaboration between Lake Effect and Superdog. Yeah, um, that's a cool label. Excellent. So when that comes out, I'm going to try to get some of that. But Yeah, you were uh, talking about Benthic. Um, I saw the, the Spiteful guys, the Spiteful guys and Claudia uh, uh, from Temperance. And the first thing that the Spiteful guys said was, dude, you have to go try this Benthic. you got to go try it. <laughs> yeah, and there, it really wasn't too bad of a line over there. It was... Um, yeah, it was, it's a solid, solid beer. Uh, Half Acre is going to be bottling it. Date release to be determined. Uh, they haven't announced it. They, the the two big uh, releases that they're they've done so far in the past month or so uh, are going to be Orin and Benthic. So the Orin's pretty good. It's yeah, it's unique. I think compared to what style is this? So it's it's just a straight bourbon barrel brown ale. Okay. So I, I wanted to open them with the Batch 1000s because Batch 1000 also is a bourbon barrel brown ale. but Which is completely different. The Markland, though, has cacao and vanilla, and the Helioland has orange zest. Yeah, so exactly. Orin is just straight up. Straight up, nothing added to yeah. it other than just bourbon barrel. Yeah. yeah, and it's, I mean, the bourbon is present in the, the Batch 1000 for sure, but that's the overpowering flavor in this, and it's a totally different flavor. It's it's still still a really good beer. I do prefer the Revolution ones because with the the extra adjuncts. Yeah, yeah, and I heard um, well. So they on the batch one thousand release party, they also had uh, a chili version. I think a <clears> raspberry, <throat> um, a nitro, and a coffee. Um, this was at the uh, Kedzie Taproom. Yeah. yeah, cool. Yeah. So a couple other things coming up. Obviously, month of November, Goose Island's always big, and they have two events this year. They got their Proprietors Day which is the week before Black Friday, right? Yep. And then their Black Friday. Is there a specific name for the Black Friday party this year? Or just Black Friday? Just Black Friday. Yeah. So both of those are coming up. Um, we'll be at the 4 p.m. session on Black Friday. Um, yep. So, Nick, you going to one of them or both of them? Um, I don't know. No we'll, idea? We'll see. I don't Nick know. will probably show up at both of them at some point. So if you see him, say hi. Um, that tends to be how he operates. He just happens beer, to show up. Beer people are like last-minute people. You know? <laughs> well. You you did get to try the twenty sixteen. You got to try the full yeah, twenty sixteen yeah, lineup though already. I tried so the full flight. I was um, this was at uh, so this was at Goose uh, Fulton, the production facility. Yeah, yeah. During the World Series, which is actually kind of oh, cool. Oh, fantastic! You know, so nice. that that wasn't bad at all. Um, I was pretty excited about that. Those uh, Cubbies broke the uh, <laughs> the longest drought in American sports history. One hundred eight. I thought we were going to talk about the Cubs. I got okay. to wear my Bartman shirt again, uh, which yeah, I've I, not I, been <laughs> able to wear this since two thousand three. Yeah. So. When yeah. they're wondering to start getting some Cubs themed beers, I'm sure Chicago Bulls well, are working on that. Af- after Beer Hoptacular, <laughs> we went over to uh, Lagunitas, and I will say I had a- another one of my favorite beers there. Their Willet Whiskey Barrel Aged Imperial Stout. Oh, yeah, that's like Absolutely amazing. Uh, bar over by my house here, Countryside Saloon, that I frequent uh, has had it, and I think I am the only one drinking it. Um, <laughs> but it is absolutely delicious. But they have a beer called W, the the yeah, Wind Flag. Yeah, yeah. So that's already been out. There, there, there's been a few. Um, yeah, there was always Cubby Blue at the old uh, yeah. Rest in Peace, the old Goose Island Wrigleyville location. Cool. And um, it's just totally torn down now. Yeah, this part of the whole rehab. So they want to shut down the whole block as far as like no just foot traffic, no cars. And then they're putting like a hotel. And then um, so the Cubbies apparently own. The, those three spaces yeah. and they were renting them out because I just drove by it yesterday or the day before yeah. um, Friday, Friday night actually and it was completely torn down yeah it's changing but as a Sox fan I really hope uh, the Cubs get a better showing as far as beers than uh, Big Hurt 
Um, <laughs> oh God, I remember that release. So I'm really hoping, hoping the best for you guys <laughs> yeah. here. Breaks my I, th- heart I think we to, already got that beat. That. Yeah. You know, yeah. they're they're making that beer up in fucking Wisconsin somewhere. Is it still being made? Yeah. Oh, they shut it's, down his. Uh, <laughs> Let's talk He's about rough, man. He's the greatest yes, right? White Sox of all time, and he makes this for oh, a beer. I have like, shame on you. Frank I'm a Cubs Thomas. fan. I love Frank Thomas. I love, you know, growing up, Robin Ventura was one of my favorite players. I know he's probably not as liked now, but Carlton Fisk and Robin Ventura, two of my favorite players growing up. But that's not beer related, so let's move. Yeah, like you said, let's move, let's move yeah, on. So do we have any questions, Dan? So, like, before we get to questions, just want to remind everybody to, again, check out all of our. Social Avenue venues, so Facebook, like us on Facebook if you don't. Um, subscribe on YouTube, subscribe on iTunes to our podcast that you're actually watching or listening to right now. Um, and those are, again, that's Chicago Beer Geeks. Search on iTunes. Uh, Nick does our Twitter, it's Shy Beer Geeks. So reach out to him on Twitter. Or, actually, Nick does a yeah, good job on the Twitter. Does a great I'm job. Props for that. Awesome and, job on the Twitter. And when you see the face, like the Facebook links, so are not Nick usually on Twitter. So. Yeah, so all the Facebook stuff goes to Twitter at some point. You can tell that usually because it's got links or shortened or some kind of weird stuff. Allie's not here today, but Allie's been doing the. She's uh, been kicking ass. The uh, Instagram. I, occasionally, I do the Instagram as well, but yeah. it's definitely picked up since we uh, had her um, jump on board. Um, and again, she's not here today unless. Bob all of a sudden transforms into her somehow. But uh, Bob is filling in for Allie today. Bob, we have actually given access to Bob to do um, put events in the calendar. So Bob has been putting some events in the calendar, as well as Nick does a really good job of that as well. Um, so in our fa- our iPhone app, which hopefully will get updated sometime soon. Cause, it's been a couple of years, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been a couple of years. I've been talking to our developer. Because it, it doesn't really load on the first time loading yeah. sometimes, so you just close it and load it again. This isn't really a highly revenue-generating... Uh, no, none of so. this is revenue-generating. <laughs> so we, Sorry to get that stuff fixed. We, yeah. we do it for the beer at this point. Um, so yeah, all of those. And <clears throat> Excuse me. We do reach out on Facebook, Twitter, and all these things and say, hey, we're going to shoot a podcast. Send us some questions if you want questions answered. I'm going to create an email address, so if you want to ask us anything it doesn't even matter what it is and you'll figure that out in the second here when i tell you the question we got it doesn't matter what the heck it is we'll try to answer it um or we might skip it if it's really horrendous we can't no i like this one this one's good but gonna set up an email address feel free to email us at podcast at chicagobeergeeks.com so again that's podcast at chicagobeergeeks.com feel free to reach out to us ask us anything and we'll get an answer in the podcast that we shoot might not be for a little while because we do this about once a month or so it seems um, but today we have a question from Jerry Curls. <laughs> so I don't know if that's your real name, <laughs> but if it is, Jerry. that's pretty awesome. Um, his question is, uh, if the moon were made of barbecue spare ribs, would you eat it? Mez. Hell yeah. Bob? Absolutely. <laughs> Nick? I got an issue with bones, man. I, I'm a chicken tender guy. If chicken comes on the bone or anything comes on the bone, I'm out. <laughs> I might have to say just no, just because I know the moon being gone would really affect our Earth. So, oh, so it might be messed up. Deliciously detrimental. Dan? Maybe just eat some of it. Barbecue spare ribs. Barbecue spare ribs. Maybe not the whole thing. Just enough ribs. to not really affect the tides too much. Oh, just get a crescent moon. Eat it, eat it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, come on, let's be logical. Yeah, it's a crescent moon every so often, you know. So the moon just disappears. About to open up another one since it looks like some of the cups are getting empty. Mm-hmm. And just as a shout out, um, I decided to open the Unani 2015 airing of grievances. It's their Imperial Stout. Oh, 
Fantastic. And the big reason I am opening this, which date is to be announced, um, they are moving to Niles, my hometown. Uh, they're opening up a new tap room. So they are closing up in Chicago, moving out to suburbs here not my not it's actually not my hometown chicago is my hometown but i live in niles now yeah close enough um so i uh wanted to because if you they're in a strip mall now and the sign just says brewery they make some solid beers though so so. it's all about the intrigue yeah it's all it's all about chicago beer people don't know what it is you're just going to some random brewery until you get in there and figure out what it is Maybe they'll change the sign. All right, so right after the airing of grievances, we're gonna have feats of strength here. We're gonna have this as a uh, <laughs> the festivus is coming up. So me and you, Bob, come on, well, versus sign. There, there's a lot of. I should say there's a lot of good beers coming out this month. Yeah, um, there's always good beers coming out. Yeah, November is probably one of the most solid beer months. The start of the holidays. Yeah, so. Beguile's got their imperial pajamas. Coming up, uh, what, this Friday, I believe. Um, barrel-aged Imperial Pajamas. Yes, uh, flannel pajamas of the barrel-aged version. Yeah. So, on that note, let's uh, take a quick sip so we can let our viewers know what this, our listeners, know what this tastes like, at least in our opinion, and then uh, we'll call it. What does Unani mean? One year. Ooh. Interesting. A little lighter of a stout, especially for a Russian. It's like t- it's like ten point six percent, so it's not going to be as like uh, the mouth feel and the thickness though is not no, what I dry, crisp out of a Russian Imperial. Nick, I'm a big fan of these kind of beers yeah. as opposed to like the cloning heavier beer stouts. Yeah, you know, this is true to I think the Imperial Stout style. It is. There's nothing added, nothing else added to it, and I mean they're known for their sours. So yeah. to the fact that they, they're um, yeah, have one of their sours right behind us, but to to be known for for sours and still do such a solid representation of an imperial stout, I think is very it's well done. Tasty. Yeah. And you signed up. They got a club that you signed up for. Yes, yes, they have. Uh, I kind of regret I only did the like basic membership, so I don't get to go to the grand opening but they have two membership levels and um uh i know they post like one of the first beers that they're going to release is going to be a brown ale aged in like pinot noir barrels or sour brown aged in pinot noir barrels and it's you know you don't see too many people you haven't seen too many people doing that like regularly outside of russian river Mm -hmm. um so i'm i'm really looking forward to uh some uh what they offer in the membership this year cool. maybe next podcast we'll uh find out yeah so cheers thanks for watching again subscribe to our youtube channel uh, youtube.com slash chicago beer geeks and uh, as always we post everything on twitter and facebook so those are the two biggest places you can find us cilantro um, cheers did he say cilantro all right <laughs> <laughs> thanks just right come on bob you and me